everybody my name is Doda Dumbia and welcome to the first episode of Inside These Minds and I'm here with a special guest who he's been a well-known favorite on the CKDJ uh, airwaves with the song Provolone and also managed to like write pretty much release some of like the most banger songs like after that like Corner Store and now he just released his new song called Foe which you can like listen to it on the Instagram not Instagram, but like SoundCloud and some of like all the Spotify, um, Google Play Music, uh, Apple Music. Um, what else? Title, Yeah. Um, shout out to Jay-Z. Um, what else? Uh, uh, Amazon Music. But yeah, thank you for that amazing intro. Thank you. All right. And also you can like uh, have, you can pretty much uh, listen to uh, or see his performance next week at 20, 20- 245 and a half uh bank street which is at near south of lisger which is the dingleberry next week on june 15th and releasing the song foe on the 16th right now i'm here with roland prince how you doing so pretty much uh you've been like around like a fan favorite like not only through the airwaves of ckdg but also among the staff here including myself just wanted to like find out that um what made you like decide to like change the name from Drama Kid to now Roland Prince? Um, Drama Kid just as I was re- releasing music out of Drama Kid, it was still I was like forming my musical style, and I wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted in terms of my image as an artist and what I basically would release. Because how can you brand yourself as an artist? How can you establish yourself as one thing and then do a bunch of different things? And they don't make sense. You know, it's hard. (laughs) Drama Kid was more of a early expression of music. It was a lot of power behind it, but I didn't know how to hone it. It was just, I I was, I couldn't control it, you know? And then Roland Prince is now just, I understand who I am and my place in music and what I want to create. And something you don't want uh, to be ashamed of, like having like your real name with like a bit of a, like the, I'm just connecting my actual name to it and being like, this is my music. This is me. Not, I'm no longer going under a different name. Like this is who I am. I'm authentic. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I don't know if that made any sense. Yeah. But it makes, yeah it makes sense. <laughs> I really hope it did. Like, I, I guess I overcomplicated it, but I guess, yeah, just I'm making more authentic music. This is who I am. So pretty much um, when, when it comes to like uh, the styles of music that I hear from like uh, any like rappers or musicians like uh, The Weeknd, Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. and stuff like that. What, what was the style you were going through, going to for the whole um, like Provolone all the way to Foe? With Provolone, that was still a, that was a drama kid track that was just while well, I'm still trying to discover my voice and trying to figure out what it is exactly I could do and. With that track, it was, I don't know, I just, it was, it's a little rough, it's a little raw to me, it's just not exactly, like, it was just wasn't as polished and clean as I wanted it to be, because that was still before I was able to do the certain things I can do now. Um, but it, it's just, on my way to Faux, just progression as a musician, just natural from writing and recording all the time, you know, just you naturally get a little better. All right, so... um like a couple of days ago, like I managed to like list, well watch the uh, music video for your song Corner Store. Oh, thank you. Like 
I mean, it was like the visuals are like insane, and like the um, the flow of like the lyrics is like actually insane. Uh, what was the thought process behind that song in particular, and even including the so- the um, the music video? Um, behind that song, I was in the studio with Jeremy Story. He produced the majority of that beat, and um, Ricky the Lofoy on the other on the other half. But Jeremy did like ninety percent of the work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um. I was in the studio. I was just. I had a verse on my, on my phone that was supposed to be on another tape on another beat, and then I just put it on this beat that he was making, and it just fits so well, and I liked it. And then I just kind of kept on going and kept on writing in the same flow. And then I had another chorus I found. It just fit in there, and everything worked out theme wise. And yeah, <laughs> and then we recorded it right there. Mix mastered done in like two days, and it was like sitting in my hard drive for a while. All right, so um, when when you were like filming the video, like what were like some of the locations uh, that you actually filmed at uh, in order to make a um, corner store across the street from my house? <laughs> oh, so like <laughs> we literally filmed in my basement yeah. uh, for for any any of the parts you see with like the TV and like the smoke, like three fifty co. Big shout out to three fifty co. These guys are like hustling hard they're doing a ton of music videos every single week and like follow them on instagram at 350 co like just search 350 co and like they're insane filmers like they did all the editing all the filming on that and it was insane so like hit them up they're really good sorry i just had to, i had to plug them yeah like no shame in plugins so uh sorry like they're insane so um but with um with that video we did uh we sat down right before we shot it and we were just like where do you want to shoot this we actually went to a, initially went to a corner store and got kicked out oh, <laughs> uh, he was like yo we we like legally can't have you filming in here because like I don't know like he said like head office will get mad but I I think he was bullshitting he just didn't want us to steal shit which we weren't going to let him see I mean like when it comes to like corner like, stores like it's pretty much uh like just like more of like a grabbing like sorry taking this play because it's more of like a a midnight scent kind of vibe so exactly uh, it was just kind of like a this is like an aggression track you can get like lit to this but like you can listen to it i don't know it's it's a picture i painted but like not all my pictures are the same you know it's just that's a more fiery one you know yeah so and also just one who were, were like the um who are like the artist uh who had influenced you in making the music uh, that you're making right now? Um, the music I'm making right now is definitely more calmed down than, like, Faux. I made that track maybe two months ago initially and then recorded it, mixed it, mastered it, and then found a time where I was like, okay, I'm comfortable with releasing this now. And then, but by that time where I became comfortable to release that track, I had moved on with my creative style. Like, I've gotten out what I wanted to with Faux, and then I moved on to what I'm doing now. And what I'm doing now is there's a lot more singing involved. There's a lot more soul searching in my music, and there's a lot more discovering exactly who I am as a person and what it is I like, what it is I don't like, how the things I do, what do I think about those, the things I've done, what do I think about those things that I've done, like who I am, like who am I? Were there like any artists in particular that influenced uh, in your music? Or oh, sorry, yeah, I totally dodged the question. My bad. I don't, no, no worries. Man. <laughs> oh, um, but the main, the main inspirations behind my music are uh, really Odd Future, like Frank. Well, the th- three members, Odd Future, um, Frank Ocean, Tyler the Creator, and Earl Sweatshirt. Like those three 
I just the music of all three of them. I have listened to so many times. Like I can't even, like, <laughs> I don't even want to go through my, my Spotify and like see how many times it's probably a lot, but, um, but yeah, those are like the biggest inspirations I have as long, uh, along with Daniel Caesar. I listen to a lot of Daniel Caesar yeah. and you, like people might not think that when they listen to songs like corner store <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck this dude listens to, Oh, sorry. Can I swear on here? No, it doesn't really matter. I can like just edit this uh, down. Like, sorry. Uh, I guess that's one. Like if, bad. This is, if it was on CKDJ, then I'll like edit it out. But if it's like on my YouTube channel and uh, like my SoundCloud and Podbean, like yeah, you can like swear as much as you want. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, but um, where was I? What, what, what was I talking about? So like um, your inspiration, uh, like your influences. Oh my, my influences. Yeah, yeah. sorry, I that's got off right. track. But um, Frank Ocean, I've listened to a lot and. I listened to Frank Ocean a lot while I was going to like a little bit of a dark time. Like when I released, when I released, you can pretty much tell what artist I was listening to depending on what album you're listening to. So like with my old mixtape, uh, the divine mind of Darius Marks, um, that mixtape, I was listening to a ton of Earl, like Earl and early Tyler. And it was just dark. And then I started kind of like the music video, uh, Yonkers. Like, uh, that was like, yeah, that kind of stuff. And just, and like a lot, like, uh, have you ever listened to Earl's hive? Hive by Earl and uh, Ben Staples. Something I might need to like t- put into my playlist, but like Casey Veggies, yeah, like oh, you need to listen to that track. That's it's a monster track. Um, but stuff like that, that was what I was listening to when I was making the Divine Mind of Darius Marks, and then now what I'm <laughs> there's there's been a huge change just with every album that I've made. It's kind of just like I got out what I wanted to do musically there, and I'm moving on to something new and. When people ask me, like, "Oh, like, these are old tracks that you that you've done. Who like influenced those?" It's like there's a complete different set of influences for each for each album. I don't know. It's just sorry, I'm going off on a no, on no a rant. My bad. No, no worries. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And, if you uh, need to rein me in, and, that's uh, fine. My bad. No, no worries. So, pretty much, like, were there like any albums you actually liked uh, taking uh, listen to, like? whether it's um, trying to find inspiration for making some music or just on your downtime? Uh, on my downtime, I listened to a lot of vinyl. Yeah. And I went to my grandma's basement and I just grabbed a bunch of vinyls that hadn't been listened to in like 30 years. And I just took them. Like She still doesn't know I have them. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I just like, went down there and took a bunch of them. And I just, a lot of times I don't like listening to the stuff that's popular right now just because I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just, I like to listen to what I like to listen to and I don't like to get influenced by what's popular right now because I'll listen to it, I'll take in what's going on and I'll make sure what I'm doing is not that just so I don't, I make sure I'm not doing the same thing as anyone else. Like you don't want to like... Uh, I don't want to bite. Yeah, you don't want to be like a part of like that group uh, that has songs sound the same. Exactly. But, so like... Were there like uh, any song, any vinyl records that you liked in particular in your uh, grandma's place that they took? Yeah, um, there's just one jazz record. I actually don't remember the name, but um, I was sampling off of that and uh, just looping something, and then I gave that little loop to Ricky the Loaf Boy. He put out a little beat tape called a beat tape for weirdos, and he sampled that, made a crazy ass beat, um, and. But on that on that record is just I, I loved listening to just how music used to be recorded and the full range that you could get on vinyl and then switching to tape, listening to stuff on tape, and then realizing digital music is 
sounding a lot poorer. It, um, just listening to anal- more analog stuff has just influenced the way I've record- I'm recording now. Like, I I want to record more stuff that's actual live instrumentation rather than instrumentation made into VST, and then it just actually getting back to what making music was back in the day before us, so like you just hop on a laptop. Everyone can do that. Go yeah. do, 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 do on your keyboard, make a beat and go off of that. But that's, that's kind of what vinyls. All right. So done for me, like, like, I don't know if like, have you ever like listened to like Michael Jackson <coughs> growing up? Like, oh yes. Like, uh, Oh yes. Were there like uh, any uh, particular song uh, that you want to like, uh, use as a reference in like future songs you want to get into or uh bad yeah definitely bad <coughs> oh i'm sorry you're good <coughs> oof i didn't drink a lot of water before i came in so uh, no worries no worries. bad um but bad uh thriller just just for the uniqueness of thriller like nothing ever came out like thriller when thriller came out and you're like what the f- what is this and then, it, but it, but it's amazing, and um, I like I like Michael Jackson's like shock factor with his creativity, and um, but Is yeah, that like a favorite song that you liked out of like that album or out of Thriller? Yeah, <sighs> Thriller. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have to go basic and actually just like, say Thriller. How can you go wrong with that song? So. <laughs> you, you can't like uh, like name a person who doesn't like that song. I mean, like if you're a hater, then like get out of here, man. <laughs> exactly. But um, so. Pretty much, uh, since uh, you're like the first guest uh, into my show, Inside These Minds, my parents are pretty much starting a segment called Production Junction. Pretty much like uh, what it is, uh, y- you would like listen to four clips of like well-known songs. Uh, one one song is like an Ottawa-based uh, artist, mm-hmm. and some of the songs that are that like some two of them are like current, and then one of them is the Something that's never been heard before ever. So. Okay. So, like, pretty much uh, what we do is, like, you'll, like, uh, from the scale of, like, the best to the least, uh, which um, song has, like, the best production? Okay. So, here's the first one. Production, does that include the engineering or, like, just the beat? Kind of, like, the engineering and the beat. So, the overall, like, creation of this. Okay. Yeah, okay. so it's pretty much, I like, gotcha, uh, gotcha. sorry, like, I'm an engineer as well. So yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Okay. So the first song uh, is from like our one, like someone who's in the radio program. Uh, his yeah. name is Nick Anger, or okay. it goes by the name uh, Dangerous. Yeah, he's recorded at my studio. So parents, like the first song that you're listening to is uh, from, it's called Young Fabio, and um, is being produced by also another person from our program who goes, he uses the name White Kid Pat. Okay. <laughs> All right. Got the talent, I'm a natural. natural. Going wild, I'm an animal. Woo. Waxed up with the flashy flow. We know I'm nuts and pistachio. Yes. Murder this beat, then I'm out like a stash and go. Yeah. And I'm chopping it up like a batch of yo. Fly shit like a patchy ho. Pretty boy, young Fabio. So, what'd you like uh, think of like the song that he made with uh, White Kid Pat? It's pretty good. I, it's not bad. I like it. All right. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's a good song. Like, um, production behind it, like the flutes and whatnot. Can, can you play a little bit of it again? Oh, yeah, for sure. Got the talent, I'm a natural. natural. Going wild, I'm an animal. Woo. Waxed up with the flashy flow. Flash. You know I'm nuts and pistachio. Yes. Murder this beat, then I'm out like a stash and go. Yeah. And I'm chopping it up like a batch of yo. Flash shit like a patchy ho. Pretty boy, young Fabio. Okay. Production behind that is rather simple, but like effective. Because with his flow and the way that he's he's moving on the beat, he's taking up a lot of the space that like 
the beat could take up and the, the fact the beat's not trying to fight with him for a spot to focus on for the listener is really good. So the simplicity of the beat mixed with his lyricism and his flow, yep. uh, not to mention the level where his beat, where his uh, his voice is sitting is actually quite nice. Um, but yeah, overall that song is, it's quite, it's quite nice. Like everything fits together well. All right, so the next song I'll be playing is uh, Kendrick Lamar and SZA with the song All the Stars. And like, okay. Very much like just want to like see like how it would fit. Okay. I fuck with SZA. Sorry, damn. I, I gotta stop. I gotta yeah. stop swearing. I mean, like, if it's CKDG, like I'll like uh, censor <laughs> like, it. Yeah, yeah, but it's, like, it's fine. It's fine. Um, sorry, but um, yeah, I good song with that again production just fit the type of song that sism like the type of music sism makes that beat it fit it was a little more poppy than yeah. her usual stuff but like it worked all right so the next one is um a little bit a little bit of a different one since um it is from will smith okay like just a couple of days ago he did like a freestyle on his youtube channel yeah. and uh just start like uh see how it would like, fit in so okay <laughs> Yes, 20 years of swag y'all just witnessed. Let me remind everybody who Will Smith is. Rappers make it rain. Let their money hit you if I throw my money up. Shit, I'll probably kill a stripper. <laughs> I've seen that on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. I, I like it. Like, I, I I really hope Will Smith actually makes an album. Because uh, I want to see him come back. Because he's got some groove. And we need groove back in hip-hop. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like we need groove like stuff you can like ah like, oh, da- yeah. like dance to you know like, yeah like it's what i tried to do with foe like you know like that was like what i was like thinking about when i made that i just wanted to like make something you can just go ooh, like you just bop to it you know like not gonna lie um my parents grew up with uh will smith um uh, from like from parents like mostly like edwin for everyone who's like listening it's pretty much the fresh prince of bel-air yeah yeah and uh the fact that um like after like watching man in black with like his songs and like now it's like it's straight up like fire though oh yeah so the last one is uh, a little bit of a different one. Um, it's not; it doesn't have like anyone singing, but the um, song is called "Watermelon Man" by uh, Herbie Hancock for, off of his album "The Headhunters." Okay. <laughs> Give me that sample. I could do some nasty drums on that. Yeah. So like, uh, pretty much like this song was made from like way back in like uh, the early like seven. Well, probably around like the seventies. Like, uh, like I didn't near heard about this song till like uh, one of our co-op students in this program uh, had shown me this like earlier today. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, that's actually like like the beat. It's like pretty nice. So like, um, out of like all of the four songs, uh, would you like, for example, for Dangerous, would you ever think of like collaborating with them in the near future or no? Yeah, possibly. Like tell him to hit me up. We can we can listen to some beats, see what we like, and go from there. All right, and um, so out of like all the like the songs that are like uh, the currents or like from like years ago, would you like a sample? What kind of song would you like to like sample out of that? Uh, definitely that instrumental you played at the at the end. I could add some disgusting drums on that. Disgusting in a good sense. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I some people get confused by that, but. Um, yeah, that one. 
So pretty much um, the show that you mentioned on your Instagram, Insta story, your Snapchat, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, what can you tell me and the listeners uh, what it's all about? The the show? Like next. Uh, oh, sorry. On, sorry. I thought you meant like a TV show. I'm like, no. I didn't announce it. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. So on June 15th, I'm doing a show at um, the Dingleberry. Uh, I know it's a weird name for that. I didn't name that. The show is called Underground Royalty. But I'm just trying to feature a lot of Ottawa artists that need a spot and people need to see them. And there's a couple of artists that, that came to me and they're just like, hey, I, I, I want a slot in your show. And I'm like, no problem. I, I did a shout out on my story. I'm like, hey, if you're an Ottawa artist, you want a slot on my show, you want. Like, I don't have a lot of clout, but anything that I can get, why can't why not give it to to you, you know, like everyone gets some. Like the only way the city's gonna ever actually go somewhere is if it we all come together, make noise together, and then pop up. Everyone pops up together. That's how the city's gonna pop off. There's too many people that are focused on their own clout yeah. and keeping it to themselves, and that's not it's not right. Yeah, in the words of DJ Khaled, uh, don't play yourself. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, and, like, I managed to, like, uh, take a look of, like, the poster of, like, uh, who's, like, in there. Like, I managed to notice a familiar name, which is uh, Jay King. And, yeah, Jay uh, King. He, yeah, he was, like, a co-op student, like, here in the in the in this program. It was, like, I heard him, like, uh, spinning some flow of, like, lyrics. It was, like, mm-hmm. you would ask some disgusting bars. Yeah. It's, like. He, um, so, actually, I heard about him through uh, Alex. Um, my boy who runs Wood Boys Production, um, another production company. Yeah. Uh, so like the, he makes videos, music videos, he does uh, photography as well. But um, I heard about it. So he messaged me. He's like, hey, uh, I know you're looking for people for your show. But here's this kid, Jay King. He's pretty good. Here's his music. Go. So I listened to his music. I was like, I like I like this. And then I uh, I talked to him like through DM. And uh, he wanted to link up and like show me his new stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. So I, I went over to... Uh, it was actually in the CKTJ studio. He uh, he played some music, and uh, and he rapped it for me, and it was it was good. Like this this kid's got talent, and right there I was like, yeah, yeah. Like I, I know want th- this kid on my I want this kid on my show. Like yeah, just uh, I know like when you like showed it to me, like uh, I can tell like this kid has like potential. Like yeah, uh, he could like make it someday. Just, yeah, it's just not it's not even the he could make it. Just he can make good music. Yeah. And that's a lot of a lot of people aren't focusing on that in in today's music scene. They're just focusing on what'll make the money. And it's like, yo, I'll make this track, and this track will get played so much, and I'll make so much money off this track, or I'll get so much clout off this track. And a lot of people are just thinking that rather than actually creating music. And that's what Ottawa needs right now, because right. that's what too many people. And I'm not gonna drop names, because that's just gonna start beef, and I don't want to start beef. Yeah, and I like, where you're coming from. there's just too many people that just sound like other people and aren't really making anything unique. And if we actually start creating music rather than just trying to pop as something that's just mainstream, then we'll eventually define an Ottawa sound, just like Toronto actually defined a sound that was unique from everything else, and then they popped. Ottawa defines their own sound that's unique from everything else collectively, then we pop. That's how we establish something and maintain because it's unique and not, no one else does it like that. So you establish it and it doesn't just get washed away because trends change. It's still Ottawa. You know what I mean? Right. Like Toronto will always be Toronto. Like Toronto music Toronto music. Ottawa, we can make Ottawa music, but we just need to figure out what that is. And that involves innovating, not 
copycatting. Yeah, that's true. Like the fact that like, it's kind of like how Atlanta has their own uh, music, their own style, Georgia, even like in LA or like even like Texas stuff like that. Completely different styles everywhere that you go. Yeah, and they go from New York, go to Houston. And then go to L.A., tell or, me the styles of rap are the same. They're not, <laughs> you know? Yeah, or, like, anywhere, like, in the world, like, they have their own kind of sound to it. Mm-hmm. And also, um, Glass Portal Studios, like, mm-hmm. what can you tell me about, like, that? Um, Glass Portal is my studio, so I run that. It's uh, it's in Canada, and because uh, I'm just a broke boy from Canada. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it's out in Canada. It's uh you can come it's glass portal at glass portal records on Instagram, and uh, if you go and click on that, you can find all the information about pricing for uh, for recording there, producing, mixing, mastering. It's all there. So like, how did you manage to come up with the name Glass Portal? Um, I was I actually came up with the name Glass Portal a long time ago. Uh, I was good looking for names. This is before. This is like when I was releasing Divine Monetarius Marks, like still like my mixtape. Yeah. Like before the Fifty Seven Project, uh, before Spotify and shit. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, like a lot, like SoundCloud shit. Um, but um, um, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh my god. Yeah, like how'd you come up with the name uh, Glass Portal? Um, I was hanging out with my homies and we were just looking at a TV and just like I was just thinking like what, like a TV is like a glass portal to another place. Oh yeah. And it's like you look at this piece of glass and you go somewhere else but you never move, you know, it's, it's just kind of cool. And it's just a portal for your mind. And I just thought of that concept was just kind of cool. I stuck with me. Then I told my manager about it. And then randomly he came up and surprised me before a show. And this is when I was performing at live on Elgin. So like a couple years back oh, yeah. or, or like a year, yeah, a year or two back. And he just threw this shirt at me. He's like, this is yours. And I'm like, what? And I look at, I look at it, just his glass portal. So, like okay. I st- so yeah, I performed in that shirt, and then I st- I performed that shirt recently on the on May eighteenth, uh, with my with my fucking camo overalls. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had to rock it with the with the rawls, um, but yeah, that's uh that's pretty much how I came up with this glass portal was a TV. Oh, that's pretty well. That's pretty cool and interesting, and also. Like, when you're, like, looking for a place to, like, make the studio, like, was it hard to, like, find a location for it or no? Um, I just lucked out with who I knew and managed to get a good spot at a good price, and that's it. <laughs> and I just set up and went from there. Well, that was pretty cool, the fact that, um, like, you're, like, um, like what, like, 20 years old? Uh, yeah, I'm 20. And yet you managed to, like, uh, come this far and, like, having, like, your own studio and... Uh, making your name for yourself, which is, like, an absolute banger job because, like, parents, like, now Thank in you. a day of, like, age, uh, many pe- many people, especially, like, millennials, like, want to, like, make a name for themselves, whether it's, like, through music, um, through YouTube, or, heck, even, like, if it wants, like, against, like, the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. the fact that, like, they were willing to do what it takes to, like, uh, get their name out there. For example, like, for myself, mm-hmm. like, I'm a... Uh, not only my radio students here, but I'm also like a part-time YouTuber who wants to make a name for himself as well. That's awesome. Yeah, the fact that like I make like daily, like I wouldn't say daily vlogs because like not daily, but mm-hmm. make some vlogs, skits, stuff like that. Which, like the millennials, like I'm actually impressed at how much grind they put into like their work, no matter like how long it would take, whether it's like taking like within like a couple minutes, mm-hmm. days, years. Honestly, like, kudos to you for like that grind. Thank you so much. And um, 
Now you can like tell the listeners uh, where you can like uh, find you on like uh, social media and like uh, mm-hmm. what's coming up. Um, my name is Roland Prince. Just want to establish that before I say my <laughs> my handle. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, my my handles on everything. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, Snapchat, everything. Just Roland the Prince. But my name is not Roland the Prince. It's Roland. Prince. Don't worry, I made like a bit of a mistake as well, so like no worries. So you're not okay, I just it. wanted to let the listeners know, just because yeah. it's a common thing. People, are, like, are you rolling the prince? No, I'm not. I'm rolling prince. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a dick like that. Yeah, <laughs> Do that yeah. to people. No. If, if people ever see me in public and say hi to me, I'm like, oh my god, you know who I am? Hi, how are you? You're my best friend now. Oh yeah. Like, come say hi to me in public if you see me. Like, I'm a nice guy. I just look scary sometimes. Apparently, the people have told me that. So it like depends like how like uh, people like see you and like in person. It's, like I guess yeah. Like I don't, so, I don't like, think what I'm kind that, of vibes? I guess I don't. I usually put off good vibes. Oh yeah. Or like if I don't look happy, I might have like resting bitch face. Oh yeah. For males, like I don't. <laughs> might be a thing. I don't know if it is. So we like you have like a. Um, so you're performing um, at the Dingleberry next week. Yeah. So that's uh, that's next week on June 15th. If you come out to that, DJ Chef, um, well Chefnier, he'll be uh, he'll be spinning all night. Uh, we have a, a bunch of openers that are all on the uh, all on the poster. So uh, Deshaun Edwards, Jay King, Lance Lorenzo, um, Icy Flow. I think I got everybody. If I missed anybody, I'm really really sorry. <laughs> uh, and then me and King Crook at the uh, as the headliner. All right. Yeah. So thank you for like taking your time every day to like come to this interview. Oh, thank like, you for having me. Honestly, like, it was a it was a blast. And um, honestly, like faux like. Congrats on that one because that was like an absolute fire track. Thank like you. I even like I it's like my playlist on my computer. Thank like honestly thank like you. I will actually bump it onto like my uh the car like whenever I do like long road trips, stuff like that. Thank you, man. And also this will be like the uh the ending of like today's episode well, of the very first episode of Inside D's Minds. Like you could uh follow the follow this podcast on Instagram at inside these minds you could even like i can even i'm going to upload this uh, episode onto a youtube channel which is youtube.com slash mr lego man 2007 and also on my pod on my podbean account which is inside these minds and soundcloud which is my name so thank you for listening and uh tune in for some more uh, bangers until next time see you later